0: Welcome fans to another frustrating uh, official led disappointing episode of the assembly call as your Indiana Hoosiers uh, lose. Um, I believe the final score was 79-73. I'm gonna have to go back and check that. I didn't eighty to seventy-three. I see that now. Uh, to the Wisconsin Badgers in uh, double overtime. Indiana falls to 7-5 and five overall and 2-3 and three in the Big Ten in a place, the Kohl Center, where they have not had success for many, many years. Uh, went into the game uh, and battled for most, uh, most of the game. Overcame a deficit, a double-digit deficit in the first half uh, and was able to come back and fight and eventually take a six-point lead. Uh, but just could not hang on uh, against the Badgers late, had two opportunities uh, to end the game, had the last possession and did not come up with uh, made shots uh, and could have won the game. And then in the second overtime, uh, Wisconsin hit some big shots from a guy who's hitting 27% on his career uh, to put the game out of reach from your Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, Overall, um, obviously when you have a, a loss in double overtime, there are things that could have won you the game, um, but there were uh, some things like Anthony Leal's play, Jerome Hunter's play, uh, the the fight to come back from a, a 12-0 run uh, and a real demoralizing run in the first half to fight and come back for the lead. Uh, I think there's some things that we'll talk about tonight that are really good going forward for for your Indiana Hoosiers uh, despite the, the loss. So I'm your host, uh, the coach, Brian Tonsoni here with the uh, president of the Ethan Happ fan club Ryan Phillips and we will break it down Jared Morris is also going to join us possibly tonight on this edition of the Assembly Call IU post game show and let's start this show the way we start every show and that is with our banner moment and for me the banner moment was uh, in the second half when Uh, Not only did Trace Jackson Davis take over in the post, but his teammates took over in getting him the ball in the post and then feeding off of Trace Jackson Davis in the post in what looked like actual offense. Uh, This team has struggled to play successfully to make shots on the offensive end, and and that stretch that got Indiana up to a 56-50 lead was simply uh, a dominating performance offensively, which we have not seen. That needs to be more consistent. It needs to be throughout 40 minutes of games going forward in order to win at places like the Cole Center. But it was really good to see. It was fun basketball to watch as the ball was moving, getting to the right people. Uh, When the right people were guarded, the secondary players were stepping up and, and making plays and hitting shots. And, again, the defense all along, uh, we'll talk about that, too, was was really stellar uh, during that stretch. But that stretch in the second half has to be the banner moment for me because that's something we need, and that's something that put Indiana in position to win this game, and hopefully that's something um, we can build from. So our banner moment today – as always, is brought to you by our friends at Homefield Apparel, now in their fourth season of sponsoring the assembly call. With winter here and hoodie weather officially now arrived, you need to make your way over to their website, homefieldapparel.com. They have something unique for everyone on your shopping list, especially IU fans, and all of their apparel is printed on the softest, warmest, most comfortable, most washable materials you'll find anywhere. One a few suggestions, uh, the last item I purchased uh, was actually an assembly called T-shirt for Mrs. Tonsoni, and it's being shipped uh, e- immediately, uh, but I've also uh, purchased a lot of other college gear because I collect college gear and and it's just very comfortable uh, to wear uh, a Belmont Bruin t-shirt is also on the way from our friends at Home Field Apparel Uh, and so it's not just IU gear Uh, there are 90 different colleges and universities and new ones are being added all the time Their designs are so unique, interesting, and vintage that you may end up like me, as I just said, buying lots of shirts and hoodies from schools that you barely heard of just because the designs are really cool. And you can always save on your Home Field order by using the promo code ASSEMBLY20 at checkout. It will give you 20% off your entire order throughout the year. So go to HomeFieldApparel.com, load up on your shopping cart, and enter ASSEMBLY20 at checkout to get 20% off. That's HomeFieldApparel.com. Okay, now it's time to move the ball and find the open man and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. Uh, Ryan, um, just tough, tough game for the Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, bottom line is uh, it wasn't a 20-point blowout like last December uh, at the Kohl Center. Nonetheless, it's still disappointing to come out with your loss, your rant on tonight's a loss to Wisconsin.
1: Plenty of positives to, to address, and I will. But if I'm Archie Miller right now, I am lighting into the officials in the postgame press conference, and I'm taking the fine. I'm swallowing the fine. I don't care what it is. This was not an even, evenly officiated game. There's, and we've seen it at the cole Center before repeatedly. I have ranted on this, I feel like, eight times on this show, and we've been doing it for 10 years. Like, I, it's, it's mind-boggling to me. It, final stats here. Uh, Indiana shot eight free throws. Wisconsin shot 20. Indiana had 19 fouls. Wisconsin had 14. Wisconsin was never in the bonus uh, in this game. So until until double overtime, they didn't get into the bonus, and that carries over from the second half. In the second half, Indiana started out in the fouls had ten, when Wisconsin had four. Now here's here's the thing: is I know. You get these people saying th- saying things like, oh, well, no, they're just a really good team. They don't foul. Everybody fouls, and everybody fouls about the same amount. There should never be a foul disparity of more than like three unless there's a late game fouling to, to stop the clock. And there should never be a free throw disparity that's that massive unless one team is just playing out on the perimeter the entire time. Indiana does not play out on the perimeter, yet only shot eight free throws. Trace Jackson Davis was driving all night. He only shot five. And two of those, and uh, I think, Yeah, two of those were late in the game when it was a contact foul that didn't even have anything to do with the shot. Uh, Al Durham was being aggressive. Rob Finnessy was being aggressive. Jerome Hunter was being aggressive around the hoop. No foul calls. Like, just none all night. And it's... I, I understand giving an advantage to a home team, and that happens in certain arenas, and it certainly happens in Assembly call sometimes. But this was an evenly played game all the way through, and both teams were doing about the same amount of things, you know, and the same type of things. There was a lot of play through the post, a lot of play through the paint. Yet somehow Wisconsin was able to take an advantage of all that. I mean, Anthony Leal in, over, in double overtime gets called for blocking out Matt Reavers on a clean blockout. Reavers didn't even move. Leal was just positioned. And, and Reavers jumped to go for a rebound. And they called a foul on Leal, who had good position on him. It is absolutely asinine that you have a team playing really hard and you're not rewarding them for hard, tough play, but you're rewarding the other team who's, who's playing hard and tough. Like, it, it just... It ha- whatever it is in that building, I don't know what it is. I don't know if they are piping something into the officials locker room there or what or the pregame spread is just so great. that The officials feel like they have to reward Wisconsin. It's ridiculous and it happens every time we go there and this game. Indiana deserved to win this game. I will say that. In the, in the in the especially in the second half, they outplayed Wisconsin and consistently when they had runs or they had any momentum, there would be a horrible foul call to put Wisconsin at the free throw line or change the momentum of the game. It was ridiculous, it was criminal and it's not fair. That's the thing. It's not fair. And I don't give it as a fan. I don't care if it's, you know, I don't, it's not, not fair to me. It's not fair. It's not fair to those kids who were shorthanded and played 50 minutes tonight and went out there and get left it all on the floor and played as well as they can possibly play. And they did not get rewarded for that because guys wearing stripes decided to even this up and make it easier for Wisconsin. That is crap. And it can, and I'm, You guys are very lucky I'm not swearing right now. It's crap, and it's not fair to those kids who brought everything they had to the game and got screwed out of a victory. It's a and, and and I wouldn't be mad about this if it was a one-time thing because that happens sometimes. But it's every time we go there, this same thing happens, and it, the Big Ten needs to look into it because we've done studies on this before, where we look back and look at the foul disparities, and it's always insanely wide for Wisconsin. It's just like playing Duke. It's ridiculous, and it's something about their reputation where they don't foul. Everybody fouls, and they do it the same amount. And that narrative is ridiculous. So that's my rant. I'm done talking about the officials. But Archie should light them the hell up and take the fine and set up a GoFundMe,
0: and we'll all pay it for him. I, I couldn't agree more, and where I look at I know there's some talk in the chat about don't blame the officials, but because uh, there are plenty of times for Indiana to win the game. But when Indiana's being physical in the oh, post yeah. and no, chucking, cu- chucking cutters and getting calls, and then our post players go in and get bodied just the same as Indiana was bodying someone, when it's not called the same way on both ends. Uh, If it's it was not, allowed to be played physical on our end, but we weren't allowed to chuck their defenders, they were allowed to chuck our post players. That's when, as a coach, it gets really frustrating that it's not the same type of call. And then late yeah, it, late yeah, in the shot clock, a little hands, and Reavers goes for a one-on-one because he was pulling up from outside. A couple of those jumpers that Trice made, that Phenasy was there, Uh, I'm not sure there was contact or, or not, but those yeah, are there soft. Was one where, there was one our guys are getting it, killed yeah. and not calling anything. That's when it really... I mean, Trace Jackson
1: Davis, the the last play of the game, Trace Jackson Davis got bodied when he got the ball and then he got hammered on the on the uh, on the shoulder when he went up to finish it. Now, I know late game, maybe you don't call that, but that happened all game. I mean, Jerome Hunter went up for a layup. It got absolutely hammered in double overtime. No call. Trace Jackson Davis uh, spun and moved into the lane, went up. Two guys stepped up. Both of them hit him and he missed the layup and they didn't call it. Now, it's it's one thing if like you're allowing some contact and a guy makes the layup, but as soon as he misses that call the foul, because it clearly affected his shot. And if it affects the shot, it affects the game. When you're calling Reavers repost and he gets the ball cleanly and you're calling a foul because somebody is on his back or bumping him a little. And then you don't call and he still got the ball. You know, it wasn't like somebody pushed him away and stole the ball. And then you're not calling when a guy has a layup gets bumped in midair and misses. I mean, It just it makes no sense. And there was the other one that drove me nuts was uh, I think it was Leo atop the key through a post entry to uh, Hunter and the dude fell down and tripped him with his leg. It wasn't on purpose, but their legs got tangled up because Wisconsin's guy fell down trying to make a move on Hunter. His legs got tangled up and pulled Hunter down and the ball just sails out of bounds. It's like, no, that's a foul because if he hadn't kicked him with his legs, he catches that for a layup. Like it's just dumb crap like that. Oh, I'm catching myself. It's dumb <laughs> crap like that. That's just not, it's it's not an equitable game at that point. Like, why are we even playing? It, yep. It's not a fairly officiated game. And the Big Ten has has allowed this to go on for years. So I blame the Big Ten. I don't blame Wisconsin for taking advantage of it. If that was happening to me, I would gladly take advantage. Of it. And guess what? Wisconsin made shots at the end. Indiana was clearly gassed in the second overtime and not running offense that well. I mean, those guys have been on the floor forever. We're short. we you know they're short handed. They were the longer it went on, the worse Indiana was going to play because they were exhausted. And I get that. So credit to Wisconsin for taking advantage of it and winning it overtime. That's a really good team. But Indiana deserved better than it got tonight.
0: There was no questioning that. Couldn't agree more. And. Joining us tonight, Jared Morris has an opportunity uh, to to join us, and it's weird being the host and having him in. Jared, your thoughts on Indiana's loss in double overtime uh, to, to Wisconsin? Boy, I get to follow that, huh? Yeah, good luck. You know, look, I Ryan, I agree
2: with you that the officiating was really bad tonight. It, that was obvious question the game. And yet... I can't help but think that even with that, this was a massive missed opportunity for Indiana. Of course. Uh, so even with me, I'm jumping in. officiating. Quick. No, you're not jumping in. I'm okay. talking now. You took enough time blaming the officials. Now we need to talk about what Indiana did wrong. Because bake all the official stuff in, and Indiana still should have won this game. And the reason why they didn't was late game execution. You know, which we've seen be an issue, especially at the end of the first overtime. But you know, to me, coming into this game, the key to this game was going to be the guard play. You know, could Rob and Al battle Trice and Davison to at least a draw, right? To to at least a draw. If they could outscore them, great. Battle them to at least a draw. And you know what? I mean, Al and Rob had their moments tonight. You know, Al scored fifteen points. Rob had ten. Al had five assists. Rob had six. Like they did some good things. But it just wasn't good enough to beat the veteran guards of Wisconsin. The shots that Trice made, you know, Davison only had, you know, nine points. A lot of it came from Trice. But, you know, for Indiana to be able to win games like this, yeah, you'd like to get a fair shake from the officials. But even more important than that, your guards have to be able to make more plays at the end. You can't have a play at the end of overtime where you're tied and you don't even get a shot off. You know, and you can blame the design of the play for that. You can blame both Al and Rob for the decisions that they made. They've got to be better there, you know? And the thing is, they were better tonight in a lot of ways than we've seen them. You know, this felt like the Florida State game in some ways, where they were attacking, they were doing so many of the things that you want to see them do, and it just wasn't quite good enough. So, you know, I fully take everything that you say about the officiating into account, but there are still moments in clutch situations where they've got to execute. And we just didn't, you know, or Jerome Hunter takes a quick shot when you've got to get the ball inside, you know, some of those things, and you can blame being tired, blame a lot of different things out there. But that was the difference is, you know, in really key situations, Wisconsin got better shots than Indiana did. And if we're going to actually win this, you know, a game like this, you know, we're probably not going to get the calls at the Kohl Center. We're just going to have to beat them anyway. And tonight was such a big opportunity to do it and bake everything else in. I just can't help but be so disappointed about our inability to seize the moment and grab it. And they, again, you know, we'll talk about the positives because there were, I don't want to be all negative here, but at the end of the day, it's still a double overtime loss in a season where we've got to pick one up on the road that we're not supposed to get. Cause we lost the Northwestern one and God dang, this one was right there. And I just, you know, there were some unforced errors that didn't need to happen that for this program to take the next step, have to stop happening.
1: Yeah, I 100% agree with you, Jared. I, I, I'm stepping in. I'm sorry, Coach. But That's fine. I, I, like I 100% agree with you. They didn't take advantage of the opportunities they had when they had them. I 100% agree. The 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 play at the end of overtime, whether that was the way it was drawn up or whether Rob just ran the wrong way and crowded Al Durham and Al Durham goes behind the back for no reason, or you know Jerome Hunter on that reversal, he got a wide open shot. But Jerome, sometimes you got to wait for your guy who's flashing in the post to get open. You know, I mean, you, there, of course, there were missed opportunities. A couple of those drives that Trice had, you know, they could have switched uh, a little earlier and gotten a guard on him instead of having Trace Jackson Davis in an impossible situation, having to guard him from getting a layup, but also be out there to cover him so he doesn't hit a three because it's a two-point game, you know, and he can't give up a three there. I mean, there's plenty of opportunities to win this game. I do not disagree with you. And that's why I also said credit Wisconsin. Trice was amazing when he had to be and he made the shots. You know, and then they hit a couple threes in overtime and they were more well rested and they were, you know, all those things. Totally agree with you that there were missed opportunities here and we will get into those. What I would say, though, is that for the entire first half, Indiana pretty much is playing without race Thompson, who they needed to guard their two bigs because of two really bad foul calls at the beginning of the game. I'm saying it changes the complexion of the game. Now, Indiana still has to take advantage when it has opportunities. My only reason for bringing the fouls up first is because it changes the complexion of the game and it puts one team at a massive disadvantage while the other team gets to have the easy trips to the line and gets to have this, that, and the other thing. So now again, let me finish. Cause I let you finish. Cause you were about to, you were about to jump in. Yeah, but I didn't. I'm letting you finish. Good job. All of that said, yes, Indiana has to finish better there. And I think they actually, you know, it was funny because there were some times late in the second half where I figured, oh, Wisconsin's coming back. This is where we stop scoring. And we did answer. Al had a great finish at the line. Trace had a great finish. You know, I mean, like, so they were and and he had that one pass to Hunter for a dunk. I mean, they actually were finishing, but then they had the one late play at the end of the at the end of regulation, which, again, I've seen national. People, Rob Doster said Trace Jackson Davis was fouled. He was fouled. It's hard to make that shot when you get fouled, especially with your left hand on the left side facing that backboard. That said, it's still an opportunity for Trace to make that shot. And, he, and you know what? Big time players need to make shots. Trice made shots when he had the chance. You know, I, I think that so. I, I agree. There were opportunities missed and there were plays where guys made the wrong decision. And I agree with that and think that needs to be cleaned up. There, there's no, and there's no, it's not like excusing that. I'm all, I'm just saying that also it, they're already shorthanded and they were even
2: more shorthanded by people who shouldn't be causing them to be shorthanded. You know, I guess the, the main thing, I just want to make sure that we kind of set the context of this game, right? Because it is really easy to be excited about the way that they played because And there are reasons to be excited about the way that they played. But, you know, a lot of us didn't expect Indiana to really be in this game. And I credit the guys for that. I thought our mentality was great. I thought they fought. You know, I thought they stayed together. They took punches, and they kept coming back. But the reality is this is also year four, and we shouldn't just be hoping to be in these games. This was the year when we were supposed to start winning them, you know? And that's the disappointing part for me is seeing some of those mistakes again at the end, you know, again, even acknowledging all the positives, but that stuff's got to get cleaned up. So
0: no, undoubtedly. The, it's just the undoubted issue, I agree. The The issue to me is, you know, can the guards clean it up to the point to where you win games like this? Um, and, and that goes back to huh. year four, your comment on year four. And, and that's all well and, and understood, but you know, um, Wisconsin's guards were better than IU's guards down the stretch. And IU guards played well tonight in the second half. Yeah. I thought they really they struggled did. for themselves. They, yeah, they did. Yeah, they really struggled early. And think, um, but, and think about it. Like, We can't expect that. We can't expect, and they're missing, and we were missing. uh, Yeah, a a really valuable player. Um, And and you can control games like this. Indiana should have won this game, and they should have won this game despite the officials. They had shots at the end. um, They have a jump ball. with seven point seven seconds to go, their play is to get a jump ball. That that's just not yeah. good. And I know everyone's saying that the coach didn't design something. Well, he probably didn't design that one right. But there were times when both players and coaches came out of timeouts and got things done. You know, we yeah. m- micro analyzed that one possession. Sometimes the, end of, the execution at the end of regulation was pretty good. Yeah, yeah honestly, you, I didn't got have a great with play. Coach this game. It just went. It, it just missed. The, there's an issue in the first half with the trying to sub. Is he subbing because he wants to sub or is he subbing because, you know, there's a narrative out there that he needs to sub, right? And or he subbed he and he put the wrong wrong yeah. group. He did. needs to get, get guys rest, and that shows by the fatigue. But he had the wrong group of guys in and gave up a 12-0 run because that's really where the game was lost, in my opinion. There's two places. The game was lost in that 12-0 run when you had a majority of the bottom end of your bench in the game at one time. And then the other one was with the 56-51 lead, Trace Jackson Davis got lazy with the little exchange pass, and, and Wall, the guy who hit the 2-3, stole it, went down, and dunked. 56-53, and you come back and you post-feed. It might have been a foul, but it was another turnover. You had two turnovers at a time where you could extend the lead to 7-8-9 yep. and put game pressure on Wisconsin. That's where Indiana needs to get better. But that that is guard play, and I think – Unfortunately, Jared, we might have maximized what we could get out of these guards. I'm not sure they're yeah. Big Ten championship caliber guards. Great kids, love them, um, but it is who it is. The roster construction is more of an argument than really what these kids are doing and and, and yeah. doing for Indiana. So, yeah, you know. and,
1: and and look, I think that I think that Al Durham and Rob Finnessy came up big a lot tonight mm-hmm. and came and and played very well. But yes, there are still mistakes. I mean, you know, we're also grading them on a curve. It wasn't perfect. This is what we want from them every game, not on a stellar game. You know, you know, you want them to be able to extend what they do and build on it. And I will say, I thought Rob built on a good game. I thought Al built on some good things he did. I thought Jerome Hunter built on a very good game last time we talked about it. It wasn't, didn't show up in the box score last time, but he played well. And tonight, 12.7 rebounds and assists He had, he was played with four fouls for most of the second half and overtime, you know, but he just, he continues to get better and, and played very aggressively down low. It's like he was building confidence. Uh, We'll talk, I think Anthony Leal should be the next guy we talk about because I think Anthony Leal was one of our best players on the floor tonight and stepped up in, you know, he made Trey Galloway irrelevant tonight you know, because he was so much better defensively. And then he hit those big shots repeatedly hits. He forced them at the end to try and bring Indiana back into it. But going into that, he was three of four from three and they were all good shots. All looked good. And all should have gone down. And that's exactly what Indiana has been missing. A guy who can defend and hit threes. Like just, you know, that's all they need is a guy who can play some defense and knock down threes. And Anthony Leal can be that guy. If he plays like he did tonight.
0: Well, coming up, um, As we continue this breakdown of this disappointing loss in double overtime to Wisconsin, um, we'll point out today's meaningful moments you might have missed. Then we'll go inside the numbers to highlight the most important stats and notes from the game. Uh, You're listening to the Assembly Call. Stick with us.
3: Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger.
2: Hi, this is Jawan Morgan. What's the only thing better than getting IU's first triple-double in 47 years? Celebrating it with friends afterwards. Join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach on the assembly call after every
0: IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers. You're listening to the assembly call IU postgame show. I'm the coach, Brian Tonson. I'm here with Jared Morris and Ryan Phillips, and we're breaking down Indiana's loss to Wisconsin, a disappointing loss in, in double overtime, and it's now time for the meaningful moment that you that you might have missed. And um, you know, I'm going to point out to to just a couple things that I'm pretty sure most of our fans kind of picked up on. Uh, but just want to talk about it again. Is Indiana changed the way they were covering some ball screens and some cuts, they were doing a lot of switching. And sometimes it got Indiana into mismatches. But, boy, did the guards fight really hard uh, when they were battling in the post. And I thought defensively, again, the, the frustration for me as a coach is Indiana wasted another solid defensive effort. You know, that's a talented Wisconsin team, and we really made it tough on them. They had to make shots again. And they weren't just making – you know, crazy shots, they, 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 they're good players and they made their shots, but we were there defensively for the most part. Uh, I I thought, um, I thought our defense, uh, was good and they're calling it, uh, I hearing blue, blue a lot late in the ball in the shot clock. That's their blue where they're going to switch. And I thought our perimeters did a pretty nice job guarding their perimeters. Or our post players on their perimeters when they did switch off. I thought it was an interesting way to guard the flex and to guard that uh, swing offense stuff that they were they were running. You, you guys, yeah, Coach, what's your you thoughts about
1: went, the? Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, do you think they went to that full switch uh, defense tonight just because Wisconsin has so many shooters and they didn't want to get a, a a hedge in reverse? Yes,
0: I, I I said something on on the last uh, show or was saying that. Tonight's a guard-your-own guy because you got to be out there on the catch because if you're not out on the catch on the three-point line, the ball's going to go in. Like Davidson hit that one. He wasn't even squared up. Uh, Al was there, but Rob missed one earlier where he was off a little bit, and that one three late that Trice hit, uh, he was late on the catch, and and Trice just hit it. And the reason you switch is to maintain that integrity there and not get screened, not get caught up in a curl, not get caught up in a back screen uh, helping. Um, and, And so I think that's why they did it, and I thought it was really effective. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was
1: for the most part. They didn't. You didn't see a lot of open guys. I mean, they made some shots, some some defended shots. Trice especially made some defended shots, but guys were in good position all night for the most part. Wisconsin's just a good team and made some shots. I mean, you know, and that's and Indiana did the same thing on the other end. Um, I will say, I think Indiana. Made some more open looks tonight. I mean, Leal did that. Obviously, he got he was wide open on most of his looks, and Jerome Hunter knocked down two threes as well, where he was wide open. Rob Findacy got one where he was wide open. You saw that graph this week that uh Indiana gets a lot, takes a lot of open shots, it just doesn't make them. I mean, that was a, a really interesting chart to show that this offense does create open looks, they just don't hit them. And I thought they were better tonight. They shot 38% for three, but a couple of those were desperation late trying to make a comeback in overtime. I I mean, I, I had no complaints with the shots they took.
0: They were two of eight
1: in, in overtime for three.
0: I thought early they took some bad shots, uh, first 10 minutes of Quick the game. Ones. Quick, Quick ones. Quick ones, yeah. Maybe contested ones. But then again, I was that, that chart was pretty interesting. The other thing I'd like to get your guys' opinion on, too, is I thought the energy was really good for the team. You know, I, I know that the expectations are high and I think they're high for a reason and need to be. And I, and I get that, but these guys are really seeming to try to fight really hard, uh, You saw Trey Galloway dancing and being excited late in the game, and his minutes were being taken away. Maybe taken away by his buddy, so he didn't mind. But that's good to see. If we're going to make anything out of this season, if we're going to get better, closer to those expectations, we can't have divisions within. You had Armand Franklin really cheering on the sidelines. And then my favorite, and I'll clean it up, is – and it didn't happen, so it's kind of disappointing, but in in one of the late overtimes, Indiana had a two-point lead, and Anthony Leo caught on tape going just one – blank and stop and was really excited about trying to go out. And then the kid just hit a really great trice, hit that shot to tie it up at 11.1 seconds. But to me, um, that, that is good to see because, you know, if you're going to overcome these and we've lost two overtime games and, and the talk is cheap, you know, uh, again, we don't want to be that team that loses these games. We want to be the team that wins these games. Well, you got to start doing it. There are no moral victories. You play to win the game and Indiana didn't win the game. But this team seems tight and connected, and it'll maximize its talent. I have more issue with the fact that I – I thought, again, this year I misjudged the talent. I'm not sure the talent's right there. That ultimately is Archie Miller's issue in in, in my book, Um, more than it's uh, the four-year players. I I don't think I can expect Al to do too much more than what he did uh, or or Rob. And and that's been disappointing. But I was really happy with the energy today from the team uh, in a tough situation, especially when they got down 10 or 11 early. It could have gone south in a a hurry. It looked like it was headed for a blowout.
2: Yes. The thing is – There's a gulf right now between standards and expectations. You know, the standard of what Indiana should be at all times, but especially in in year four of a coach, is one thing, where we should be able to come into a game at Wisconsin, expect to compete, and be disappointed when we lose. The expectation, you know, fair for this team at this particular moment with Armand Franklin out, and given the history in the Kohl Center, is that we weren't going to play very well. And so you come out of a game like that, and you're really impressed with the mentality, how much they fought, the energy, you know, all the things that they did, that's just where the program is right now. It's not where the program should be, but it's where the program is. And But I think it's fair to point that out, coach, because I think one of the things that is kind of keeping this team together and that we can count on moving forward is there does seem to be a togetherness about them. You know, the culture that we've been hoping to see that we didn't really see the first three years, we are seeing some of that with the toughness and the grit and they keep fighting and they keep coming back. And so that's all good to see. You know, that lays a foundation that you need, but at some point you've got to start layering the other stuff on top of it. That said, the moment that I wanted to point out tonight is about Trace Jackson Davis, who, you know, you talk about energy. When Indiana was at their best tonight, Trace Jackson Davis was leading with energy. And I thought it really hurt in the last overtime. He just didn't have much. And I mean, he played 49 minutes. Those are 49 hard minutes. You know, these guys aren't robots. I get it. But they needed to find a way to get something more from him, you know, at the end of the game. You know, and when you're second in the Ken Palm player of the year rankings, you know, and you're the guy that this team is built around, you got to dig deep and, and, you know, find a way to give more. I, You know, I thought him only having 16 shots... He should have had more shots playing forty nine minutes. You know there were there were times he needed to get the ball. But one of the things I thought he did so well tonight, maybe the best I've ever seen, was pass. His passing tonight was phenomenal. Yeah. There was a pass in the first half where he you know has the ball around the elbow, spins, fakes a pass to he was going to throw the the uh, the pass to the guy in the corner and kind of faked it and at the last second. You know the the guy jumped. He passes it to the guy on the wing. I think I think it was to Al Durham who made a three pointer you saw him several times drive baseline or be on one block and dump it down to Jerome Hunter for a dunk. His offensive awareness and passing is a lot better. You know it, I know that we all wanted him to you know be able to shoot and extend his range out and do some of that, use his right hand and that stuff hasn 't come, which limits him offensively, but his passing is is one of the things it was good last year i think it 's gotten a lot better, and I thought tonight it was really, really important because there were times when Wisconsin was putting a lot of attention on him, but there were guys that were free and open and he was recognizing it. Now, the bad turnover out at the top of the key, that wasn't a very good pass, but his when he you know, look, when you've got him handling the ball out there, he's going to make some mistakes yeah. out there, but when you've got him on the block, on the move or kind of in his spots where he's comfortable, he's become a really good passer. And that's important. And if Indiana can can start making some shots, you know, now you really maximize the value of that passing. So I was really impressed with that from him tonight.
1: Yeah, forces. I mean, and 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 he had other passes that didn't turn into assists that were really good too. And and I, I agree with you on that. I think that Trace is becoming a very well-rounded player without having that jumper. You know, and, and he's yeah. he's playing better defensively this year. He's uh not leaving his assignments enough to to hunt blocks and, and leaving guys open. And I think also he's doing really well out on the perimeter as a screen guy, a screen and roll guy, making himself available and the threat of him is opening things up for other guys. And that's why you're seeing more guard drives this year because they're not, you know, they, they know they can't rotate a, 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 a perimeter player onto him. If his guy gets sucked into a, a screen and roll situation at the top. So, uh, I, I agree. I thought he played very well. You know, the fact that I'm looking at our stats and he had the one offensive rebound tonight too. You know, you're just like, oh god, only one. But that's Wisconsin. They do not give up offensive rebounds. And uh, you know, I I just thought I I agree. I think he was very good. And I thought he led tonight, and I thought a couple of the guys led. Yeah. And, and that was heartening to see. Now, you turn this performance in against a different team, you probably win. I mean, let's be real, but you've got to be able to to beat the teams at the top of the conference if you want to hang your hat on something, you know, doing this against Penn State or, you know, Illinois or against Rutgers
2: or something like that doesn't get you excited doing well that's the thing the performances that we turned the performance we turned against Penn State probably loses to yeah. those teams oh, in the big Ten. Yeah, of so both ways.
1: Of course that's what I'm saying is that like you can say this was a great performance from all these guys and and they deserve to win, but they didn't. And and so you're right finishing and everything. And look I, I'm sympathetic to those guys. They didn't they didn't prepare to play two overtimes. You know and playing 49 minutes Jackson Davis played 49 Finnessy played forty eight and Durham played forty nine you could see it in their faces. They were gassed at the end. And
2: I know, but Trice but, played 47 and he made I'm, all those shots. So, I mean, I, I'm not these done. are the things that we've I'm got to done. stop talking about. Well, I, I just, I'm not, I'm not done. Jared. Sorry, I'm just, I'm frustrated that we're still having these conversations. No, at what this I point. was going to
1: say is I, I, what I say is I feel for those guys. Cause they were exhausted, but I was going to echo what you said that in big moments. You've got to change that. You've got, you've got to get, you got to get over it. You know, yeah. like you can be tired. Your shoulders can be slumped, but you know what? As soon as that ball comes your direction, You got to be looking to score. You can't like just kind of. I'm I'm not feeling good. I'm going to hand it off. You know, you've got to step up to the moment. If you're an all-American, play like an all-American for every minute you're on the floor. Mm -hmm. You know, and and that's that was my point. And I agree with you completely that in some sometimes you've got to rise above it. Sometimes you'll have an ankle pain or you'll have a knee pain or something, and you've got to step up beyond it and and fight through it. And that goes the same way with fatigue. You've got to fight through it some nights. And this was one of those nights where they they needed to because this is a big win if you get it changes I, the it changes I, the I, I'm momentum
0: not, of the season. I am not sure that no. fatigue lost the game. What lost the game is that you had a chance to be get no, it back to two or when Hunter got fouled and they didn't call it and a layup and it, and then both guys were kind of down on the ground and they pushed it out and got that fast break three to go up what did that put them up four or did that put them up seven um four, but that, I that think. sequence went okay so it was a one point game Indiana could have taken the lead that that was a mental dagger, and I know that sounds like an excuse, but that was hard to overcome because now it's a two. It's hard to come game. back
1: against a team that good. Yeah, and, and that that's that, sh- that with that sequence, time
0: that sequence, and, and that's where you, you know. Um, you're not trying to find excuses, but that's where the game needs to be. won, where TJD goes in to dunk that last play instead of trying to finesse that last play. Yes, he might have yep. gotten fouled, but if he goes in to dunk, it's an easier foul to call. Uh, if if yeah. you, if you get hit, you know. So that's where you take care of your opportunities in the first half. If you're down twenty nine twenty six, you win the game. If you hit one more free throw, you hit the game. So the the team that lost the game was Indiana, uh, not the officials. Yeah. The team that yeah. lost was, was Indiana. You know, but. I'm in, I am still enjoying this team. I know I know the narrative of the four-year expectations and I get that. But but this league is is just unbelievably tough. I mean, Maryland goes in and beats them, right? And then gets beat by us and then goes and gets beat by 20 against Iowa. I mean, th- there's no rhyme or reason to some of this stuff. Um, you know, Northwesterns beating Illinois by 8 right now. Uh so the, you know, I I, I know We play to win the game, but I, you know. We lost an opportunity tonight. we got to pick one up somewhere. And this kind of play puts us in better position to pick up a game or two. And that might just be the coach, you know, next game. We just got to go the next game. Let's build on what we have here, and let's try to get one on the road against a good team that will put us in position to make the tournament and make some noise in the tournament. And, and and whether we should have better guards or we should be better than year four, that's not stuff that coaches. This is the team we have. If you don't like it, I can, I'll just go somewhere else. And it might have to be the situation. But it's got to be – focus on what can help this group of young men get better right now and it's maybe one possession makes the difference today.
2: Look, as fans we have to be able to hold two competing thoughts in our head, which is one, how are things in the macro and it's perfectly fair to be dissatisfied about where things are in the macro, and in the micro you do have to meet the team and the program where they are, otherwise don't watch the games and just come back when things right. are better. You know, and I you know I appreciate all the people I see in the chat mob who are frustrated and disappointed about a lot of the things that we're talking about, but they're here and they're supporting. And you can still acknowledge that, you know what, Alan Rob, they're giving us everything they have, you know, like I, it, they really are. And it's just not quite yeah. enough in some of these moments. I Play, will say playing this. Playing
1: hard, playing hard wasn't an issue tonight.
2: No. Like, they played I, very hard. You know, I, I will say this. Obviously, Indiana was missing two really important pieces in Armand Franklin and Joey Brunk. And, you know, I... I you look at what Al and Rob did offensively, and you look at the boost that Indiana got from Anthony Leal, given what they've gotten offensively from the guards, they replaced a lot of what you would have gotten from Armand. Not to say that he wouldn't have been a huge help, because he obviously would have been. But I actually think on a night like tonight, we talked in the offseason about there were you know there would be games where having Joey Bronk would kind of win you the game. Man, I really feel like we missed him a lot. It's not to make an excuse, um at all it's just you kind of think about that hypothetically this is the game we were talking about where you know if you could have gotten trace a little bit of a break and he has more energy you know you could you know maybe you can deal with the foul trouble in the first half better you don't have to play jordan geronimo some of those minutes that's where he really would have paid huge dividends and so yeah you know he's not here nothing else enough big man depth but you know, just going back to some of those conversations from the off season, this is a game where it is so clear. Just watching it, where Joey Brunk would have fit in and been a huge, huge help. So, you know, get well soon, Joey, because you are gone but not forgotten
1: at yeah. all. Hey, and, let's uh, for uh, nothing a few, else. Just five
0: minutes. A few stats know, it's, for it's, tonight, uh, and go inside some numbers, and and that'll lead us to some other uh, things. I, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna start off on on the positive you know we took some threes late to try to catch up, and still with that it was thirty eight percent from three I, I think a lot of us would be very happy if if we shot that on a regular basis uh and and for me, the only problem with threes is the right people taking them we 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 had a couple people who came in games um and, and and took threes too soon in the shot clock for my liking as a coach. And, and to me, that's gotta be communicated. I don't care if you're wide open. If you're the ninth guy in the rotation, uh, you got to move the ball, uh, and get it. I'm talking about Geronimo's three and, and Lander had a three. Um, we still shot 38% with, with that. Um, you know, so that came along a, a, a little bit. Uh, also 48%, we'd been missing some at the rim. And I thought we missed some at the rim. So overall, uh, the ability to put the ball in the basket was an impressive stat for me tonight, and again kept Indiana in the ball game.
2: Mm-hmm. The other really important number, Coach, is that Wisconsin only had seven turnovers in the entire game. I think right? That's right. Yeah, seven turnovers in the entire game. You know, defensively. Um, I was listening to a podcast on the brink and John Gasaway was talking about how, you know, I think, I think coming into this game in big 10 play, Indiana had the highest defensive turnover percentage in the league. And it was a really big key of what we'd been doing defensively. And so, you know, to not turn Wisconsin over and look, that's just how Wisconsin plays, you know, but I feel like if you could get them to 10, you know, get them to nine or 10 and just a few less shots that helps you compensate for the total lack of offensive rebounds. And so you're really, Playing the game with one hand tied behind your back when you're not saving possessions yourself by getting offensive rebounds. And then Wisconsin has only turned the ball over seven minutes in, or seven times in a double overtime game. It's yeah. hard to win a game like that. And again, Indiana still should have done it, but that's where you see a couple of opportunities. You know, we also talked in the offseason about how some of Archie's best defenses at Dayton were not teams that got a lot of offensive rebounds, you know, and I think it. You know, especially with the defense that Indiana plays, sacrificing a little bit in terms of offensive rebounds helps you get back, helps you get set. Um, and plus, Indiana's personnel just doesn't lend itself to a lot of offensive rebounds. But my God, it's got to be more than two.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and one was game. a team. One was a team rebound that went off one of Wisconsin. Yeah, you know fans, you. You know.
2: you know, look, you you had to get more from Ray Thompson tonight. I know he had the fouls, foul but you just you yeah. just have. I mean. I thought he came out the formula for this team to win. He did. He he came out pretty well at the start. But the formula for this team to win is Trace and Race playing well. And you're just, you know, a 4.5 rebound effort from Race Thompson. It's going to be almost impossible to absorb that. And it was because if you get a little bit more from him, you know.
1: It seemed like in the second half, right when he started to get into the game, boom, foul. You know, three. Then a couple minutes later, boom, four. You know, like it, it just like it was... It was awful, but hey, you know what? You say that about race Thompson need to get more. And I, 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 agree with you, but Jerome Hunter had 12 points and seven rebounds. In, yeah, in he, was he was huge. He was huge. He was fantastic. was one I, I, we said last week was one of his best games as a Hoosier. And it, again, it didn't show up in the box score, but just the way he played, this was his best game, 12 points, seven rebounds. He had an assist. He played with four fouls almost the entire time. Only one turnover. I, I, I just think that he was on the floor for all of those overtimes. And, you know, they left him in. They didn't, they didn't rotate race Thompson in, in the overtime or anything like that. They liked the formula they had. And I think Archie's right. That was the best lineup all night with Leal, yeah. Durham, Tennessee. I mean, those guys tired themselves out, but that was the best lineup you could, you know, and you didn't want to mess with it because they were keeping it going. And, um,
2: you know, and you, so, need, you so, need stuff like that in the heart of Big Ten play, you know, because you're going to have injuries. You're going to have guys struggle. You have to be able to get lifts from your bench. Yeah. Think about the recent Indiana teams that were good. What did they have? They had a Will Sheehy off the bench. They had a Max Bielfeldt and an OG Ananobi and guys coming off the bench. They might not do it every night, but you were always getting something. And we've spent so much of the season getting nothing from the bench that, you know, you get this from Leo. You get this from Hunter. If they can. And if, if technically Phinnessy, too. Yeah. Finnessy's a bench
1: guy. I mean, if you, you can know, get now.
2: one or two guys a night yeah. doing this, it's really going to be helpful. So they had to have it tonight. They did it. They almost won because of it, you know, but, you know, yeah,
1: and, you know, what hurts, what hurts Indiana in this one is late when you need a guard to get a bucket. They don't have Armand Franklin, who's the most aggressive guard to go get a bucket and do what Trice is doing to break pressure, and even maybe pull it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to,
0: to maybe get the ball to TJD something, you know, yeah. We were yeah, able to get or, locked or up. Or play late.
1: off play off of Trace. I mean, Al did that some late and he stepped up big, but I mean Armand Franklin changes the complexion of this game because he's also gonna guard Trice, you know, and and maybe harass him. I, I think that, you know, all of those things have to be considered when doing the post mortem on this game. I mean, you have to consider the officiating. You have Here's to consider a- those things, I'm not saying it's the reason they lost, but I'm saying that, you know, you have to take all of those things into account because they exist. I mean, I know you could do the mentality. Well, he's not here, so we're not even going to think about him. No, you got to think about him because it's, they're a different team with
0: Armand Franklin. Here's a stat that I'll share with you guys. That's frustrating as a coach when you should have won a game. When you look at the first 10 possessions of the game, Indiana Mm -hmm. only scored on two of them. The two they scored, the ball got entered into the post. They started off turnover, turnover, Tennessee bad shot, Galloway some whirless, derbish shot at the rim that had no chance of going in.
1: And he still should have made it.
0: And then they (laughs) had two scores, and then they had Durham turnover, Galloway turnover, offensive foul turnover, Durham turnover. Four straight turnovers. So Indiana has 13 turnovers in the game. They had six in the first eight minutes. And the score was 11-9. to So, again, if you want to maximize your talent, and this goes back to Jared that we need to be better in year four where I agree with you, is like if you want to maximize your talent, the talent we have should not have six turnovers in eight minutes. Huh. It, it might not be the greatest talent. It might not be Big Ten championship talent, but you had six turnovers to start the game. Script some plays. Talk to him a little bit. I saw Archie say, what were you thinking on the first play? Uh, Rob was just passive and just kind of, uh the ball to the other team. Um. That was not good. And then you look and you lose in overtime. You score on one more possession there and you win the game. And you have five turnovers. They had 19 assists. So, yeah, there's a lot of positives here. But, gentlemen, come out ready to play. Guards, come out ready to play. Coach, get your team ready to play.
1: That hasn't been an issue this year. What's what's been the issue is they play well in the first burst. And then by about the seven-minute mark or six-minute mark, they level off for a few minutes and struggle. And then they sort of rebound towards the end of the first half and then play better in the second half. Like that's been the pattern last year. It was, they didn't start well at all made a comeback tailed off towards the end of the first half. And then came out after Archie yelled at him at halftime and caught, and caught up. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's little, there's little things where if you look at the game at the end of the game, and it's tied at the end of overtime, and you're thinking, well, where do we lose points?
0: That's why you I coach mean, to perfection, Ryan. That's Every yeah, possession and, matters, and you know you're going to make mistakes, and but you, you know try as I'm a gonna, coach to limit them, and this program's not limiting them enough right now. And, here, and that's why here's a, getting here's, beat. A, here's a mental mistake.
1: End of the first half, Indiana plays good defense, gets a rebound. Al Durham is the guard on the floor, brings it up slowly. He gets the rebound with like 12 seconds left walks the ball up the floor stands at half court dribbling up and down and then realizes, Oh, there's only three seconds on the clock and runs into a crowd. And it's like, and, and tries to fire something up. And it's like, you're a senior captain. Check the clock. Like, how are you not checking the clock at that point? He walked it across half court and I'm, I'm screaming at my television and you know, it's okay to walk it up if you're going to walk it up and then go or something like that. But he walked it up and stopped. And it's like, how do you not recognize the clock in that situation as a senior guard like it 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 it, it blew my mind you got
0: to maximize your it's also it's Mental also mistake. not
2: putting Al in a position to succeed. Correct.
0: I agree. He is oh, a senior.
2: Al needs to I, be I, coming I, off screens. Agreed. Spotting up or being able to attack a closeout. Him initiating offense in late game situations agreed. is not what we should be doing. Agreed.
1: Correct. But that was you know? the situation we were in. You know, know. And, and if you're and if you're Al in that situation, you got to step up to the moment. We're talking about Trace yeah. not stepping up to the moment. You're Al. You're a senior. You got to step up to that moment. You got the ball. It's in your hands.
0: All right. Getting cut off. You're getting cut off. Coming up on Assembly Call, we will hand out our game balls and hit some other lingering storylines. Look ahead to Indiana's next opponent and have our last call. That's all next here on the Assembly Call. Stick with us.
3: Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery.
2: This is Jordan Halls, and I never miss a shot or an episode of the Assembly Call.
0: We miss you, Jordy, on nights like this where we can depend on you being at IU Guard. But you're listening to the Assembly Call IU Post Game show. Catch us live immediately following every IU basketball game, plus every Thursday night at our website, assemblycall.com. And while you're there, Make sure you sign up for the free IU Hoops email newsletter. Over 7,000 of your fellow IU fans have subscribed. You can also text IU to 66866 to subscribe to the newsletter. That's IU to 66866. I'm the coach, Brian Tonsoni, here with Jared Morris and Ryan Phillips, and we're breaking down Indiana's loss on the road at the Kohl Center uh, to Wisconsin in double overtime. And it's now uh, time for um, game balls. Jared, we'll throw it to you first, uh, who who gets your game ball for tonight's performance?
2: Yeah, look, it'll be fun talking about some other guys in the Mike Roberts uh, Real Hustle Award segment. But Trace Jackson Davis gets the game ball, and you know what I want to point out—the thing that I love most about being a college sports fan is watching guys develop, watching how they are as freshmen and the progression they make as sophomores, and watching them go through it. And last year, Trace was a guy who you know he was the most important player on the team, but there were some games, especially road games, where he would struggle early and just not show up. You know, and one of the biggest improvements he's made is his consistency and the mentality that he's bringing on a night in night out basis. And I thought for some stretches tonight, his energy and his confidence and you know, it was really leading Indiana and it was huge. And I thought at the end of the game, he allowed fatigue to get in his own head a little bit. You know, his body language changed and he got tired. And look, he was tired. You know, he played a lot of minutes. But I think the progression, you know, if he's going to be around next year and who knows, you know, he'll, he'll probably be gone. But if he's around next year, I think this is a game where you see a different guy in overtime, you know, because that's the thing when you get a little bit older, you find that 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 extra source of energy. And even if you can't find the extra source of energy, you realize that your body language as the leader really matters. And so that was lacking tonight. But I think as a sophomore who has already shown so much growth in that area, he'll get better at that. But he was the best player. He made some really good plays. I think if he gets 20 shots, Indiana wins this game. That's an indictment of the guards. It's an indictment of the coaches and you know his own inability to just not create some extra shots with offensive rebounds. But in a double overtime game, he needs to get 20 shots. All that said, he was still the best player. He was just great for long stretches of the game. His passing was great. And so he gets the game ball.
1: Ryan? Yeah, I got to agree. Trace, 23 points, 12 rebounds, four assists, three blocks in 49 minutes. He was only minus two. That all came late. Um, He was plus for most of the game. Uh, I got to give it to him. This is a guy who gives his heart to Indiana, and I know sometimes he starts off soft and he he tries to go around guys instead of going through them, and maybe he doesn't have the confidence to just go up and over a guy like Kofi Coburn and and guys like that uh, sometimes to start games but he exploded at times tonight and was fantastic. I agree. Got to take more shots. Uh, he, you know, I mean, you got to feed that guy more, but I also like the fact that at times tonight, he was unselfish. I think in the overtime and maybe late in the, in, in the game, he's got to be selfish when he's got a one-on-one with a guy like Reavers and just go at him. And I know that he went at him a couple times and didn't get calls. And I'm sure that put him in a position where he said, all right, I'm going to see if we can move the ball a little bit. Cause there was, there was one where he went up, his arm got raked. They didn't even look at a call for him. And, uh, you know, so I'm sure that discouraged him a little bit from just going one-on-one and maybe going over reverse. Um, but yeah, he was, he was the best player on the floor tonight, either team. I think, I think you can make an argument for Trice, but I think that, that Trice turned it on late or Trace
2: was, he was the best game, closer. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. And he, he, he stepped up when he needed to. So you give him that, you tip your hat, you know, to him, but P. Jordan, Jordan did, Taylor,
2: Bronson Koenig, Trice, they've always got a dude know. that makes plays at the end of game. That was the biggest difference. And you don't know? talk about the biggest <sighs>
1: difference between the two teams was they had a closer. They had a closer and, and, you know, Armand Franklin lately for Indiana has maybe filled in that role alongside Trace Jackson Davis as a closer, but Trice, you know, they, and everybody said, okay, five minutes left. It's going to be the Trice show. You knew who and was going to get the ball. And it
0: was, well, and, and it's it a even, mentality
1: played good defense too on him on a few of those. And he just hit step backs. You know, I mean, it's
0: obviously I think gap. TJD gets the award great effort overall but there was a time late in the game where he caught one right below the free throw line on Reavers and had a gap to spin and go and he threw it back out and chased into a ball screen. I yeah. thought he needed to be aggressive there Agreed. and that's that's that I texted fat- you at that point. Yeah that and and again I, th- there's no excuse fatigue if you're the stud go. I'd rather a stud go and take a bad shot and miss than then be, being passive. He he had he was passive at a few times. He let that fatigue get to him but I don't want to take away from, from, from his, his great effort. But when you lose a game, everyone is, is going to get it in film. Whether you Overall, this sure. was a little more positive effort tonight, but everyone's going to get it, e- even your star, because even your star can do some good things. Let's go to the Mike Roberts Real Hustle Award. Uh, Ryan, who do you think uh, gets that for, for you?
1: I see two candidates here, Jerome Hunter and Anthony Leal, for how they played and stepped up. I mean stepped up big time on the road at Wisconsin and gave performances that I don't think people expected. I'm giving it to Anthony Leal though because those those three-point shots were huge. His hustle on defense was fantastic. You're grading on a curve of course too cuz he's a true freshman in his first road game at Wisconsin, at, you know, against a top 8 team and he played out of his mind. And I thought he was fantastic and he was exactly what Indiana needed him to be the entire time.
2: Jared yeah, it's Leal. He, he played 35 minutes. He was the one guy that was a positive plus minus for Indiana at plus five. And that totally matched the eye test. You know, he was just Trey Galloway is going to have his his games. You know, this was a, a much better matchup for Leo than it was for Galloway. Yep. I think that's the important thing to remember with freshmen. You know, they're not often consistent, especially guys that were ranked where they are, but they're going to pop up and they're going to have games. This was a really good matchup because the guys, Leal was being asked to guard defensively. He could match up with them athletically, you know, and he was able to to find some open open spots, make some shots. He was terrific. And if he can become a confident three-point shooter that you can count on to make one or two, you know, coming off the bench in some games – that's really big. So, you know, that is definitely one of the biggest developments of these last couple games is seeing him just get more confident. I mean, you can see it on the court. I mean, he went from a guy a few weeks ago that was hot potatoing the basketball to, you know, now he's, you know, taking a heat check three at Wisconsin.
1: <laughs> you know? Huge deal that he shot that first one.
2: We yeah. got a good look
1: instead of hot potato because I was expecting that to be a pass. And he stepped into yeah. it and he, he nailed it. it looked perfect. It no, gives he, Indiana. He plays
0: hard and he it, plays tough. Yep. You got Hunter and Leo now that gives that option when you come off a ball screen with, Jay, uh, with TJD and he rolls, you can now toss it back to the weak side because a lot of teams cover the tag from the weak side. So if the ball screen's going from the right to the left, the defense is going to come off that wing. And you saw Indiana take advantage of that with some jump skips back. Leo, his first shot was a jump skip back, and they ran it for him a couple times. They ran some for Hunter. That stretches the floor and will increase Indiana's offense. I I, I agree with you guys on Leo. More than his shots going in, how physical he was in the post and chucking cutters, and his understanding of positioning defensively, he doesn't get lost. Very important, especially for a guy like Archie Miller, a defensive guy like me. you got to be in the right spots. You can't mess up. And he also understands what to do offensively. He's telling people where to go, and he's the first year in the program. That's a winner to me. If he gets beat defensively or offensively, it's just because right now he's physically not at the speed of the college game, and that'll come with – Physical conditioning and experience, but what an excellent performance by Anthony Leal tonight now you got Galloway who can do some things and is gaining some you got leal you're expanding that depth that's good good um Good for Indiana. Any thoughts? I'll go the, ahead, the Galloway was just, I
2: feel like this was just not a good matchup for Galloway. No. You know, some of the stuff he likes to do driving in, Wisconsin's too disciplined yep. for him to get away with some of that stuff. And, you know, so he, he, he's going to have better days and he's going to have really important games. This wasn't one of them, but it, it sure was great to see one of his freshman teammates step up, pick up that slack.
0: Now, that brings up our game on Sunday against Nebraska, and I, I, I'm i not big in must-wins because you, you have a full schedule, and things can change all the while, but it is a pretty important win. You want to get back even into Big Ten. It is the worst team in the Big Ten, um, but it is on the road, and they present to me what, what little I know of them and watch is that five out, spread, drive, back cut, shoot a lot of threes, get out in transition. Uh, Penn State, uh, Northwestern to some extent, uh, that has caused Indiana problems. And It'll be interesting to see what the defensive scheme is, but got a guy like Leal. Now, maybe you play Galloway and Leal together. I, I'm a little leery of playing too many freshmen together after that 12-0 run today. But it's a game Sunday that's going to be really important because, you know, to make the tournament, uh, which is, I know, below our expectations, but right now I want to make the tournament. I think you got to get 10 Big Ten wins, and and, and we got to – get wins like this in order to, to have a chance to, to go, um, go to the tournament? This
2: is a scary game. Yeah, yes. it is. It's a scary Especially game for the reason you just said, chance.
0: because of the style Nebraska
2: plays, because that can give Indiana problems, even against personnel that's not great. You just had a double overtime win. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, they wanted this one tonight. Like, you could see it. You saw Archie kick that chair over at the end of the game when he, you know, when he called off the dogs and you know, didn't have them foul but they, you know, Indiana did not lose this game because they weren't ready to play, because they weren't playing hard, all those things. That was there. It's the execution and the basketball stuff that cost them in the end, and, and obviously the officiating too. But coach, that worries me a little bit about this game at Nebraska, because they're not going home. You know, they, they, I think they, you know, they were, they're traveling out for five days. They left, they're, they're in Wisconsin. I don't know where they're going to go tonight, but then they're going to Nebraska. You know, it's got let down written all over it. And so, I think if Indiana doesn't, and if they come out and take care of business, you know, they don't need to blow Nebraska away, but just get a good, solid victory where they're in control. It's going to tell us a lot about where this team is mentally and their maturity. But there's also, I think, a risk for a kind of a letdown performance, and they've got to do whatever it takes Big to guard time. against that. You know, because sometimes you see when a team's, you know, one of your top players goes out, like that first game, everybody rallies and there's energy and you're playing well. But then sometimes if you lose that game, now it's like, God, we played so well, and we still lost and the next time you don't
0: have maybe it's energy. good to be on the road um where you're together maybe, so. maybe you're so. together and you can do some things together and keep that energy of that togetherness that we've kind of talked about that has been a plus you know uh you can focus only on basketball you're not worried about you know there's no class right now, but you're not worried about that or family or you know who's showing up at whose apartment or all those kinds of things um that maybe that that's enough to to carry Indiana, but but Sunday is uh, a very uh, I- important game. So you're listening. I mean, I'd rather be playing Nebraska than anybody else after tonight's yeah. loss. You know what I mean. So yeah. I don't want to like exactly. make it sound too bad, but it just Lou Holtz.
2: Yeah, but it but
0: it is on the road, you know, and so it's just something to guard against. You are listening to the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. Remember to check out our friends at Home Field Apparel to get the perfect gift for the college sports fan in your life. Or for your favorite, you know, your favorite coach on Assembly call, uh, use the promo code Assembly Twenty at checkout to get twenty percent off your entire order and send your stuff to Delphi. Uh, okay, guys, it's uh, after that shameless plug. It's time for our, our last call, Ryan. Your last call on tonight's loss uh, at Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, that's that's a tough loss. It is, and Indiana played very well, and, and Indiana gave an effort. As I said, that against most teams in the Big Ten, they're 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 taking home a win tonight. Uh, but they didn't finish and that's the you know they had odds stacked against them and they had you know things in the arena conspiring to be stacked against them and all of that stuff but you got to close out and you have to close out hard and 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 it it just felt like it ended with a whimper i get that they were tired but as we said sometimes you need to rise above that and push through and Wisconsin did and Indiana didn't. And Indiana had a guy at the end who, or I mean, Wisconsin had a guy at the end who stepped up and won the game for them. And Indiana did. not And Indiana had its chances. And if it cleans up those chances, it wins a game and it didn't. So this is definitely a, what if game, what would have happened if Indiana wins this game? How do we feel about the rest of the season going on the road and beating a top 10 Wisconsin team? How do you feel about the rest of the season changes the calculus you are without your best guard and you win. And here we are at the end just wondering what if you know what if because they didn't get it done and and indiana as a program needs to win these games when they're in this game late it's like florida state the florida state game from earlier this year you got to close out these wins because it's those big time wins that define your program it's not beating nebraska on the road it's beating wisconsin on the road that changes the perception of your program and so if you want to be a big time program you got to win games like this jared
2: yeah, no, Indiana needed to win this. This was a big missed opportunity, you know, and, and it's easy to say, oh, well, it was on the road. They're the number five team in, in Ken Palm, so you can feel good about it. And you can take some positives away from it. But four of Indiana's next eight games are against top 10 teams. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, at what point do we just say, well, we got to win this, you know? And, and look, chances are all four of those games aren't going to be this close down the stretch, you know, this, you know, so you got to take these opportunities when you can get them on the road in the big 10 and Indiana did not seize that. And so, you know, you look at the way the big 10 season has started and Indiana's kind of right around that, like 20 to 25 mark, you know, at least if you look in Ken Palm and if you look at the human polls, you know, they're a little bit further down, but they're somewhere between the 20th to 30th best team in the country. And so they opened Big Ten play against, you know, number eight and number five road games against Illinois and Wisconsin. And then you also had three games at home against Northwestern, Penn State, and Maryland teams in the 40s and 50s. So it was this interesting five-game set where you're facing three games where you're really supposed to win and you should win, and then two games where you're really not supposed to win, but can you pick one up? You know, and so what does Indiana do? And I think heading into this, we all would have felt like, all right, three and two is kind of treading water. Right. You kind of do what you need to do. You win those three home games. You lose the two road games. Fine. You know, maybe, you know, if this was going to be a team that's competing for a Big Ten title, then maybe you go four and one here and you pick off one of those games against Illinois and Wisconsin. Well, that didn't happen and you lost one at home. So now you're sitting here at two and three and, you know, that's not a great position to be in. Against Penn State and Maryland. And that's what makes this loss tonight hurt even more. Because, you know, to answer your question, Ryan, you'd be feeling really good at three and two if one of the wins is over Wisconsin. But it wasn't. And now Indiana has work to do. And that game against Northwestern that you lost, that you have to make up for, you had a chance to do it tonight. You didn't. And, you know, the schedule is not going to get, I mean, it's obviously going to get easier than playing at Wisconsin because that's probably the toughest game on your entire schedule. But it's a gauntlet. And when these opportunities present themselves, you got to take advantage of it. And so I feel like this is one of those games when, you know, we're sitting here talking in March, this is going to be one of those games. I don't, I don't know if it's going to cost Indiana a tournament spot or who knows, we don't know where Indiana is going to be at that point, but I feel like wherever it is, we're going to look back at this one and be like, man, we should have taken care of business there. So, you know, I'm, I like some of the things that if what we saw from Jerome Hunter and Anthony Leal tonight continues on if that's a harbinger of things to come maybe not every game but in half of the games the rest of the way that's really big for indiana and if if what we're seeing now from al durham and rob Finney these last few games which is not elite it's probably not even above average big 10 guard play but if you if you can get this more often that's going to win more games because you're going to get above average post play from trace Jackson Davis and race Thompson. So there are some things to take away from this. This is not, you know, it's not all great because we came close and it's not all bad because we lost. It's a total mixed bag tonight, but ultimately this team is two and three and they needed to be in a better position after five games. And now they're going to have to go no matter who's injured, no matter who's tired, no matter who's playing, whatever, they just got to go start winning games because what you don't want to be is you know the Purdue All Stars from a couple years ago, where you're the, the the good Ken Palm team that can't win any games. You just got to win games, and the Big Ten is really good this year. But guess what? This is Indiana in a good Big Ten. We should be competing near the top of it. At the very least, we should be be competing in the middle of it. And so we got to start winning some games to make sure we at least stay there.
0: You play to win the game. I can't say it any. And I was uh, from the assembly call Twitter feed saying finish. And, and, you know, TJD after uh, Florida State said, I want this team to be different. Talk is cheap. You got to start backing it up. That's the truth. Love these guys. It's a fun team. This team is competing better on the road than they did last year. I think that the program is making strides. The argument, obviously, uh, is it's not making them fast enough and it's not winning games enough. And that's just an honest truth. You play to win the game. But um, I'm enjoying, I'm not. I mean, I'm enjoying talking to you guys after a tough loss, a lot more than a 25-point blowout on the road to a top-10 team. Uh, I'd rather talk to you after a win, uh, but you play to win the game, and Indiana's got to start winning games. And, and you can like this guy, you can like this coach, you can dislike this coach, you can think we should be faster, farther. It's about winning, uh, and Indiana needs to do it and needs to do it against uh, you know good, good opponents. That's it. We, we could have started no this show
2: 10 years earlier and we still wouldn't have talked about it, but we still wouldn't have had a post-game show win at the Col Center.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's it.
2: We're done. No more questions. Damn.
0: Ryan need, Ryan needs some cereal. So uh, we, we, we got to go. We got to have look. a little butthole in you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I knew it. Golly. That's the only reason I wanted to come on tonight. Just so this, and yeah, that will do con. it. That will do it for this edition of the Assembly Call IU Post Game Show. Uh, If you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash assemblycall.com. Don't forget to go to assemblycall.com or text IU to 66866 to join our free email newsletter. Special thanks to longtime listener Bob Thompson, who produced much of the music you hear on the show. And thank you for listening. We'll be back to talk IU hopes again with you on Sunday. Until then, keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim and go Hoosiers.
1: Thank everybody for coming out. All right. I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. Did Indiana move up in Ken Palm? 21st. Where were
2: they before? I don't. We were right around there. Yeah, we do were 21st a, coming in. Do you have a subscription the there still? Of course. Okay. Because I have your old password, but it doesn't <laughs> <work>. <laughs> no, I'll send you the new one. <laughs> okay. What, what self-respecting college basketball fan doesn't have a, what? a Ken Palm account? Come on,
1: anymore. man. Well, I had always bucks. had yours, so I didn't <laughs> sign up for a new one.
2: Yeah, but... come on. Support Ken. Yeah. Come on. I'll send it to you. Uh, Thanks. I knew you'd care. God dang it.
1: Yeah, that's a disappointing one.
2: Because they had it won a couple times. They should have won this game. They should have won this game. Yep. They, okay. I don't maybe there's a point that we should have made before. And I don't know, coach, you may disagree with this, but you know, you're you're without your your best perimeter guy in Armand and you've played that well. I feel like the coach has to find a way to guide you home in this one. Yep. And you can't make some of the mistakes. Like, this is a game. I thought for most regulation, you coached really well. Yeah. But it, I just, I guess that's what was frustrating at the end, you know, is that that's where in year four, I would love to feel like, man, Archie,
0: Archie brought us home at the end. And instead, it's like he got TJD a shot at the rim. Your all star, a shot at the rim at no. the end of regulation. I know and he got it fouled. was good at the end of regulation. And he got fought. And he, good. I'm not sure he diagrammed El, uh, Rob Finney running the wrong direction to bring a defender to L. Yeah,
1: I'd love to hear what happened there. He probably talked about it in the post. You know,
0: and I'm now. not, I'm not, I, I know I've been an Archie fan and, and that's kind of wavering. I haven't said it a lot on the show yet. I've said that to you guys in the, in the chat room because he's ultimately responsible and we need wins. And whether I like a guy or not or think there's making progress, the bottom line is you do have to carry guys to the win. But we don't know what went on in that time. I'm sure guarantee told didn't have a place for Rob to run. There wasn't going to be a handoff yeah. there that late. Cuz he was no, talking and, to L at that point and saying if I could see him saying if something and I thought he said if it's not there take the drive Well, he couldn't go anywhere and that's when he turned and there was a, nowhere to go and there was a defender. So I think that the was only player thing I error done. to be fair.
1: The only thing I would have done differently is maybe in the overtime, he didn't sub at all in the overtimes, or I think it was like five minutes left. So it was like 15 minutes straight of the same guys. And Wisconsin didn't either, but
2: Who would I would have put have. in though.
1: I don't know. That's like that problem. was what I was thinking is maybe steal a minute for somebody here, then steal a minute for somebody else to steal. But the other thing is, it was such an intense close game. Like that's I the know. only thing I'm thinking of, like how you could change it. You know, maybe when you get up three in overtime, you swap somebody, you know, just He's, for a um, minute. But it's hard to do that. Here's what you do. do
0: Seriously, he's got to script things somewhat better in the first half with the depth that he has. Yeah, I think so. He's got to find the right time to put Lander in with the right people, and he's really got to find the right time to put Geronimo in. What happened was they got going a little bit, and they were at a point where it was tight, 11-9. He thought, okay, we're in a game. Well, let's put these guys out here now, buy two or three minutes with them out there now. It backfired. It was a 12-0 run. And I get – He was trying to steal minutes there. But I'm at the point now where, Coach, you know they can't guard, so don't put both of them out there at the same time. Right, yeah, Put when Geronimo he had, he, out there with he, four, four other good Geronimo, guys. Right? Yeah. You can still script guys. Maybe at the four-minute mark, Geronimo comes in for two minutes, or maybe at the 11-minute mark, Lander comes in. They've got to do a better job as a coaching staff, in my opinion, of scripting their steal of minutes because guys need to get – and I, I don't buy their fatigue thing because you look at a lot of players uh, – a car at Minnesota is playing 35, 36 minutes a game. You're better players. You want to play 32, yeah, 33 minutes. Sure. So don't be tired. Get in shape. Right? That's on the players. I agree with Jerry it on that other players are doing that but if, if yeah, there's no not, doubt that iu is not fresh and late at games whether, yeah and, and, and i'm not i'm not saying whatever, so
1: and i'm not saying they shouldn't be fresh in any games i'm saying they obviously aren't right so let's work with what let's work with the situation like they're not fresh go play in 37 minutes right okay whatever you're doing conditioning wise maybe you need to up it i, I don't know but they're not fresh playing 37 minutes or 39 minutes so maybe you need to dial it down to 37 because that's what we're that's where we're at. I'm thinking about not not the overall macro program pr- perspective where here's, yeah, you need to be able to play that many minutes and win games. I'm saying they're not doing it. So maybe you need to dial it back if you want to win games now. Here's the other you know? question
0: that I have. And, and I would question Archie and, and not just criticize him. And I, I wanna you know, I know I'm pro coach and you just need to dismiss that. Um, but that's who I am. It's a fraternity. But not only then those young guys come in, those young guys take shots they don't need to be taking. That to me is, three tonight. That's If I'm at, coaching that Lander team, I, I'm telling like you, listen, I'll get you two or three minutes, but if you take another shot, you won't play for three weeks. Here's, here's what I'll say about the freshman right now. Um, Galloway's obviously,
1: you know, he's hit a little bit of a wall. He was better for a while, and then he kind of hit a wall. Leal saw something good happen in the last game, and all of a sudden he's got some confidence. Lander and Geronimo need something good to happen. Like that's a whether
0: it, whether it's whether I, I it's a that, weak side
1: dunk. No, I'm, no, I'm I'm agreeing with you. They they need to. You're but right. But Geronimo taking a three
0: individual. at the what 18-second no, mark of the shot clock, whether he was wide open or not, that's not good and missing productive by a minutes. Foot. You're yeah. out there. No, I agree to guard, he's rebound done that multiple times. Yes, yes. And so that's <laughs> on pattern. the coach. It's a pattern. Yeah, no, no, and the pattern, Archie. No,
1: what I'm saying though, what I'm saying though, is these guys are talented. I think at some point, if something good happens. It locks you in. You get confidence. Like if Lander, you know, jukes a guy on a drive and gets a wide open layup, he's all of a sudden going to be more into the game and more focused. Well, Lander hit a three a
0: couple games ago.
1: I know. In but he didn't really create it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and but Geronimo, it's like one of those things where if he catches an alley oop and dunks one or something like that, he'll he'll lock in. You know, I think, I'm not saying he'll be great. But it, you'll you'll see their play get better because once you're yep. locked in a little and you know this and you've seen it with Leo now tonight once you're locked in a little your confidence is up and you focus more and you're I we all agree on not making a mistake you're not you don't think about making a mistake as
0: much but it has to be a, a system where your players gain confidence and it's not about shots going in or shots yeah, being taken I, I agree Leo got confidence whether it's cause a big he, block because he went yeah, out yeah. and executed defensively. And yeah. if you play for a defensive coach, that's where it starts. You guys know it. It's communicated. Sure. Go out there and be in position. Go out there. I mean, if, and don't you get could beat be, on a flare Geronimo. screen, Geronimo. It's a simple flare cut, yeah. rub cut. Don't be. I know it was in the scouting report. Get it done. We've practiced it. Get it done. If you don't get Just it, done, go get you're an offensive sit. rebound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like so Leal did that. Good Galloway
1: could lock you in.
0: Too. Galloway got in by how'd he get in by an assist, driving and getting the ball to other people. So it's not about shots. You can gain confidence as a player yeah. oh, by sure, doing what sure. you're asked to in the yeah. other spots of the game, and Leo and Galloway have earned the right to. Well, Leo's earned the right to shoot. Galloway needs to pass. But well, and, and let's just you know remember with these freshmen,
2: don't overreact
0: to one game. You of know, Leo. Not. You know, right.
2: Galloway had a couple good games, and now the book is out on Galloway, and teams know what he's going to do offensively. He can't and Wisconsin going to drive. Yeah, and Wisconsin knew he's going to drive and look back to pass, and they took all that away. You know, and right? he's not so a phenomenal
1: ball handler, so they were right up on him. You know, right, yeah, and he, and he can't
2: rocker. shoot. And look, Lander was bad tonight. He was he was bad defensively. His shot selection wasn't good. He wants to make something happen so bad. The kid's a playmaker. He wants to make something happen so bad when he gets in. And tonight he just, he took some ill advised shots, didn't play well. And I will say that the the argument to continue giving him a lot of minutes. Is a little bit less potent now. Well, it's not gone because the kid has no you know it's not gone because he has talent and you still need to develop him. You cannot bury Lander on the bench. You you don't ask a guy to reclassify at that level, bury him for this season and for the future. But but what I will say, you know, a few weeks ago when I thought it was totally ridiculous that he wasn't playing more, that's when you know Rob and Al were basically giving us nothing. And if the alternative is that, then you got to play the young guy. Well, now you're getting a little bit more from those guys. Here, you know, here's when something you're in... about Lander.
0: I thought Lander's first minute and a half was really good tonight. I even texted you guys in the group. He was in a stance. He was beating cutters to the spot. He was aware defensively. He was running the offense. And then there went to a TV timeout. And then all of a sudden, I thought, okay, is Archie going to stay with him? Archie stayed with him. It's been a con- – you know, the chat room said he's got to play through mistakes. He's got to do that. First mistake – I thought I'd heard a buzzer, but it was someone else. I said, "Okay, Archie's letting him play through mistakes." Then it was the second mistake, the third mistake, and the fourth mistake, and then Geronimo gives takes a three, and then gives up a flare screen, and next thing you know, Indiana's down eleven. I mean, it happened like an inferno. And so Archie let kids yeah. play through mistakes. Should not those and got...
2: two guys on
1: the court together.
0: Right, no. and, and 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 Galloway was the third. So if you got to think about yeah. it,
1: Galloway, who's probably our weakest defender as a starter right now, I think he'll be fine. But right now, he's probably our weakest defender as a starter. He has to guard the, you know, if you're just doing math, he has to guard the third best player on the floor for Wisconsin instead of the fifth in that situation because the other two guys have no idea what they're doing. So it just yeah. shifts, it downshifts your whole defense. And, and, and that tied into that the foul
0: one. issue when you had, you know, we had six fouls at one point, and five of them were uh, two post players, Jerome and, and Race. And so yeah. there's another thought like, okay, I need to throw Geronimo in there to get some minutes. That's not a bad decision, but it ended up costing you know, sometimes yeah. you make good decisions, and they turn out just not to be in, in the in the right flow. And it's let, not me the kid's fault, a, let me ask you guys. Let me ask
2: you guys just a macro question here.
1: Last question, I got to get out of. La- here. Last
2: question. Um, the system that we play with the pack line defense, which we know is really hard to learn, and you can see Christian Lander's mind going in circles on the yes. defensive end. You look at the teams that do it well, like Virginia these are not teams that are getting a whole lot of five-star guys that are expected to play right away. You know, they're getting old, they're staying old, they're developing guys playing upperclassmen. And I just wonder if it's a a really bad match between program and system and player to bring in a reclassifying five-star player who's going to expect to play and who you really need to play because you don't have a whole lot of other talented guards, but now you play this system where he's really going to struggle to get up to speed And if we need to be a little bit smarter about how we build rosters, you know, So look, you're, you're, you know, Virginia has never been a team that has gone out and gotten the best talent, but we just saw them win a national championship. So you can do it that way, but you've got to have a match between your system and the talent. And right now, every single year, we're so dependent on freshmen, Romeo, when he was here trace last year, you know, for this team to have hit their ceiling this year, you needed a guy like Lander to step up but we're not playing a system that is friendly to freshmen. So it feels like something's got to give. We can't continue to be this reliant on young people with the way that we build our roster with a system that demands experience.
0: Yeah, because uh, people will tell you that we are where we are, but I'm just talking about for future roster building. Romeo struggled with the pack line. There's a five-star player that a lot of times your five-star players aren't asked to guard in high school. And in AAU they well, don't, they don't guard play defense, either. yeah, yeah. So they don't play defense. So now you're coming in, but here's the other thing: if you're coming in and it's not the pack line, let's say it's a force baseline, uh, Chris Beard defense. You guys it's enjoy this scum- conversation. I got to get higher. Okay, take care, buddy. Thanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's <laughs> the same thing. I, I think that the, the whole idea of the pack line being uh, any defensive scheme is hard for kids to come in. Uh, you know, if they don't have a defensive mindset. So if you're playing a trapping, pressing, read that, that's going to take an adjustment. If you're playing the pack line, I think that's a narrative that we fall back on and I get it somewhat. Um, but I think you're absolutely right. The more experience you have, I mean, you look at Wisconsin, the reason they're so good is because they have veterans guys who play defense. I know they're not flashy, right? They're not, you know, trice has developed into that. And that's part of the reason, you know, and I get where the frustration is that we're not there fast enough and my worry is, we got, you know, how long does it take the next dude if, if we go that direction? I mean, what we want is something that I think takes a long process anyway. Plus, when the Big Ten's just kicking your butt every night, um, that's yeah. where I'm, I'm a little more patient uh, because I know it takes time, in my opinion. By the opinion, way, there's, but-
2: some, there's some Virginia slander in the chat, and I'm not going to stand for it from Jen and Kent. I know Virginia got, they, they were fortunate. Along their path to the national championship, but you know what they got that we want consistent chances. They were a number one seed the year before and they lost, but you know what? They were a number one seed, and then they but came people didn't and they want number people one. People don't seed.
0: want Bennett to be their coach because he's boring on offense. I, I know, and I'm not. I, I just I bring Which up you know, I, right? I, I bring up Virginia
2: just because it's a, it's an easy one to talk about, but I just I don't know. I just I worry that we're constantly having this push and pull where it's like we're dependent on these young guys. Oh, but you know, guys really struggle in the system until they get older. And it's like, well, then maybe we need to be a little bit smarter well, about how we match our yeah. roster to what we're doing. That's all. That's all. Royce
0: has a good, good point, And I'm going to point this out in all respect, Royce coach. Look at Michigan. Um, B line left the program in great position. Uh, he's just great. Those players who were, who are there playing in that system were really taught well and developed. And there's still some good players left over from B-Line. Some really good players left over from B-Line. That's where I don't like to compare. Well, in year two, this coach did this. In year four, this coach is doing it. Totally different. Every transfer is different. Um, And so, yeah, you could look at that. and, And look at Chris Beard. He's struggling now. He had a great year. He almost he was almost in position to not make the tournament last year if he loses to Texas in the first round. And right now he hasn't beaten anybody this year. If you're looking from a bracketology, the Ken Palm numbers keep him in the five, six, seven seed range. But he's really a ten or eleven right now. And everyone wants and him can, to be the next yeah. IU coach. And, and their they're five not playing. Just well. announced he's transferring. <laughs> okay, so they're they're losing a player. So you know yeah. it's. Uh, Whenever you like a program, you, you see all the millions of warts and, and none of the, the sunshine, and you point it out in other places too, and that's just part of being a fan. And if we weren't fans, uh, that, then you wouldn't be here listening to this show. you know. So yeah, The point about Michigan is a good one.
2: Um, remember, Mike Davis' the second year, we went to the National Championship game, and he was being talked about as an NBA coach. Right. You know, And I think Juwan Howard's done a great job. I think bringing Phil Martelli in was a stroke of genius by yes. Juwan Howard. He's a great recruiter but let's see what that program looks like in year five and six. Because just as when Mike Davis took over, you had players who had learned the game under Bob Knight and had developed those fundamentals. Those Michigan players have done that same thing with John Beeline. And, you know, even with Xavier Simpson gone, you know – uh, livers and all those guys have done that. So I'm I want to be a little patient with Juan Howard before I anoint him the next great coach in the Big Ten because we've seen guys take over for really good coaches and have a few good years running on the other coach's fumes and and he's not totally doing that because Hunter Dickinson is his recruit and that guy is terrific. So it's not totally that, but I just want to see it long term. Getting a lot you know, of you, you got to give coaches four, five, six years both. On the bad and the good, if they struggle early on, give them time to build it up. And if they're great early on, can they sustain it? You know, that's why if my tone this season on the show has sounded more harsh than the times when I've been on here, it's because we're in year four. And to me, that's when you start ramping up the expectations and, you know, let's go. And I think it was very fair to be patient along the way until now. But
0: you know, we've got to be fair with timetables on both sides. Getting a lot of talk about Illinois and Ohio State. I, I'm a firm believer, Ohio State, Thad Mata left it in a halfway decent program. He was just not recruiting. And I'm not sure, Chris Holtman, everyone loves Ohio State and thought Ohio State was going to be better than Michigan this year. Michigan's a lot better. Uh, Underwood went from a pressing, trapping, get steals, in denial defense to more of a pack line. Uh, and that made all the difference. And he also has some friends in Chicago that help him get yeah. players. He does what it needs what he needs to do to I mean we can start Illinois. being in Final Fours immediately. We could put the bags of cash out. I'm telling you, you need talent. Go get bags of cash. And we can start winning if you want to get it. It's the same with IU and Purdue. You know, I ask Purdue fans that all the time. Do you want to do it right and win and get to a sweet sixteen or do you want to win the championship and not do it right? Bags of cash. That's what I mean it's sad. <laughs> it's sad, but that's it was a you know, fully loaded Lexus. I mean, Duke is in everyone's bracketology, and they haven't beaten anyone. They're 0-1 in quad 1, 0-1, and they're like fifth seed because everyone loves Duke because they got five stars. I'm surprised Kentucky isn't like the number two seed in most of these bracketologies. <laughs> they haven't beaten anybody. They haven't. Um, you know, uh, Louisville, Rick, Rick, <laughs> Rick Pitino, uh was a pretty heck of a good coach. He just had too many bad, you know – Decisions by his assistant. So when Chris Mack comes in, that that program's a little better off. In other words, I, I just I know some people think that Crean left it in good. I disagree with you. I thought it, I thought it was shambles to be honest from the inside, knowing what I know from the inside. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's where my patience comes from. And I know I'm probably wrong. You know, we're four and four in high school. We've lost our f- fair share after COVID. So I don't know what I'm doing either. <laughs> We shoot 32% and uh, win a game. God, How's that happen?
2: Man. We should have won this one. We should have won this one. Got it really – I hate playing at the call Center. We usually don't get these moments of hope at the call Center. That's the thing. Usually the game's over yeah, in the and first that's,
0: half. I mean, that, that's exactly why – that's the only thing I'm going to go to bed and sleep well tonight because, you know, this is at least enjoyable. I mean, mean, if it was eighty-nine to forty-two, bar bar is low for what's enjoyable. I know, I know, I know, I know. I get it. Eighty-nine to forty-two or something, you you know, it'd be like, well, uh, it was over in the first five minutes. You know, they Mm -hmm. dressed a manager and he looked good. I mean, we've had that for a while now, haven't we? Like, what are you talking about after these games? It's the same old stuff. Didn't rebound. Had an eight-nine minute scoring drought and got beat by nineteen at the road of Rutgers. So I guess maybe I, I, I do have a low bar, but matches my hairline. hmm
2: That's gonna be the tagline for the season. Lots of losses, but moments of hope. <laughs>
0: Jeez, oh,
2: Pete. You know. We we ranked twenty-second in Ken Palm, but we missed the tournament.
0: <laughs> yeah, wasn't wasn't it Purdue fifteen and sixteen and like twenty-sixth or something <laughs> yeah. last year? Yeah. Man, that's gonna be us because everything's gonna be tight. Everything's gonna be tight and we're gonna lose. And we're actually a halfway decent team, but no, no. No, we're victories. we're a
2: good team. Like we are good, you know, like we're we're good. I
0: have you know more that? issues, Jared, with the roster construction. The more these years yes. go on, I have a problem yes. with the roster construction and then some of the development things. Like, you know, um Rob Rob's I love Rob. He's from up around here, <laughs> but, but he's been he's been sadly disappointing, you know. know. But then Armand has developed, you know, so there's the positive to outweigh way weigh, weigh that negative. Um but And I know um,
2: Al catches a lot of credit, but You know, given where he was recruited and and the kind of ability he has, I mean, that guy's given you pretty much everything he has. He's, you know, he is what he is. He's going to make some mistakes. But the fact that we rely so much on a guy as limited as Al is an indictment, not of Al, but of the roster construction. And by the way, ever since I wrote that article about Al, he has come back and done exactly what we need Because
0: he reads that. I (laughs) sent him an email and said, you got to read what Jared said, dude. It'll help your game. Come on, I'm a coach. I'm just, I know. I know good it, analysis when I see it.
2: Makes me feel good that I, you know, every now and then when I go out on a limb for a senior guard, they step up. But he, this, but this is what you need from him. Yeah, Devontae did a make, great job last year, dude. Well, every now and then, uh, you know, he's going to make all those mistakes that he makes. But if he can give you fit, you know, 14 to 16 points, you know, that's what this team needs from him.
0: So. You know. I'll, I'll, one last thing, I'll let everyone go because I can talk hoops all night long. I love it. Thanks for everyone in the chat room, whether you agree with me, disagree, whatever it is. It is very healthy for me to be on this show and, and know a lot of you personally and those that I don't know. So if you don't, if you just think I'm a horse's rear end, that's good too. Um, but it means a lot. But it, sometimes it's when you play teams like Northwestern's been getting waxed lately, you know, like. They surprised people and beat Michigan State, Ohio State, and IU. We caught them at the wrong time. When are the breaks going to happen to us? When's that ball going to fall in that it's not supposed to and we get one? I mean, come on. We deserve it. We deserve a bowl victory. I'm tired of being Indiana and not having good things, you know? we All of you guys in the chat room just live for this stuff. We and, and I know it's more for the school and for the guys playing than it is for us fans, but geez, oh, Pete, man.
2: <laughs> Ryan, Ryan Howell said, I would stay just to hear coach talk without Ryan interrupting.
0: You know, I Ryan, he's he's I, I should hold a, a one-on-one with coach Tonsoni. Just open up the chat, mom, just sit here and have you guys fire questions at me. Ryan's a great guy. Ryan, Ryan, uh, is a fan of a school that we play and, uh, he come down and talk to me, uh, you know, that, that again, I hate losing, but I, I love the Indiana fans, the assembly call fans that I run into They are just, just really great people. Uh, we'll win again. I promise. At some point, I'll drop my bags of cash that I have for my retirement. I'll spend it on basketball. <laughs> uh, hey, when, how's this house coming? You, Dude, we close on it tomorrow? Sweet, we
2: close tomorrow, and then we move two weeks from now, Monday the eighteenth. We are you got we're everything
0: moving. packed and ready? And no. No. That's good.
2: No, that, that's why I'm lingering tonight because I don't know how many shows I'm going to be able to be on over the next couple of weeks. So
0: how far away is it of, of a move?
2: Oh, it's only about 20 minutes. Okay. So it's not too much. Same bad.
0: general area, just other side of town or something or other side? Basically.
2: Another... Yeah. Just up, up north. Just a different kind of like a, the, I mean, everything in Dallas just keeps spreading out. Right. So this is kind of like the new, the new area that's really growing quickly. So got a guest bedroom.
0: We do we nice. anytime
2: you anytime you come
0: dude i'd need to so bad just come down i might just knock on your door do it i do need. It. i just need to i need to go <laughs> to san diego <laughs> yeah. when this quarantine stuff and i can go out and we can go see something i'm just might make the world tour do it do it so, oh man anything else happening dude it's good to have you on I miss you it's good
2: to be here it is good to be here I didn't think I was going to be able to make it tonight, but my wife is amazing, and so she saw, she knew that I wasn't expecting very much from this game, and then she saw that Indiana was kind of winning and playing well. So I think she she handled everything because uh, you know for bedtime and all the nighttime stuff. Because I think she she thought we might win this one; it'd be a fun post game show to be on. We didn't. She came out. She's like, you know, while we were starting the show, did you do it? I Had to give her the thumbs down. <laughs> so. Yes, everybody's asking, can you get pissed drunk after the next bed lost and sleep in the guest room? Yes, come on down. We always have room for assembly call hosts and, and fans.
0: I, I am not joking. When we get to okay to have crowds again, I'm going to invite anyone in the chat mob, anyone who wants to come to Delphi, Indiana. We'll, we have a bocce court out back. We'll get <laughs> you know some barbecue going, some adult beverages, whatever. Uh, we have a couple bed and breakfast uh, places in town you can rent, you know airbnbs or i'll have my son be the the driver down to lafayette and just have an assembly call cookouts awesome. and uh bocce ball tournament i was wanting to have that last summer until all this stuff hit but um you know you could even camp out out back but that that would be a, that would be a lot of fun random draw of who your partner is <laughs> that would be that would be incredible have a little trophy with the assembly call logo on it <laughs> t-shirt assembly yeah, call get- bocce tournament
2: we should get some of those little wood those little wood plaques that we got. We can get some extra ones of those and hand those out as us. Yeah,
0: like we could have a small entry fee, like fifteen bucks. It gets a t-shirt. You could put your favorite IU number on it. So we'd have, you know, assembly called bocce <laughs> tournament 40 and Cheney on the back for you to wear.
2: <laughs> oh man, that'd be great.
0: Everyone would have their favorite number on, so when you're, you know, socializing, you can that'd be cool. All right, well
2: now this has to happen.
0: Jen's never played it. bocce ball. Well, Jen, you need to get up here to Indiana.
2: That's right. Yes, you do.
0: RC to MC. He's in the chat room. I got we were trying to do a video, he and I together. I think that's the right. RC layman. I usually find you on Twitter. Lisa asked how I could have been so quiet with the kids in the house. Well,
2: my daughter, she stayed up until the end of regulation, and I was I was very loud before that. I heard her at one point ask my wife, why is daddy yelling?
0: <laughs> She's like, Well, Indiana's playing well. You know yes. something, Jared? This is no my wife loves the fact that you've asked me to be part of this because ever since I've been part of this, I stopped yelling. <laughs> I used like to yell because I'm taking notes and then I'm thinking ahead, what would I do here? What am I going to say on the show? Is this a moment, yeah. memorable moment? Is this a stat? You know, not, tonight I was tracking how many possessions they scored, you know, 27 out of 26 last possessions. And I don't yell anymore. And she yeah. loves it because she doesn't have to shut the basement door.
2: No, it's it's a totally different experience. That's why tonight I was just watching the start of the game. I didn't think I was going to be on the show, so I'm just kind of sitting there watching it like the old days, up pacing and you know cheering and all that stuff. Because yeah, during the game when we're tweeting and taking notes and stuff, you just can't you can't do all that stuff.
0: So every now and then it's fun to just watch a game like that. Uh, yeah, Mrs. Right. Tonsoni, Jen, she she's a, she's incredible. someday you got to meet her. I don't know Here I come, I- Mrs. Stansoni. <laughs> <laughs> woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Turn your butt cheeks on. <laughs> oh, boy. How does she put up with me? You've met her, Jared. She's a saint. She's great. She's this great. Is- I'll tell you what. I say all those drops here at home, too. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right.
2: Have you been recording all this post-show stuff?
0: Yeah, it's at one thirty-three. You want me to <laughs> <Good>. stop it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no uh, so whenever the, we don't
2: might, have post show stuff, I always get emails from people. They're like, "Hey, it, where was all the where was all the post show stuff? We like that stuff."
0: It might take you. It might take a while to upload here at the house, but uh, oh well. That's okay. I,
2: I thought Ryan's rant went for an hour and a half.
0: I, the, you know, you guys, you two love to talk, and I'm the host. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's the right way to interrupt and get this thing back, and then you have those time things in the in the. And them um oh, the yeah. sheet and I'm trying to follow all of that stuff and me. No. Alright, so here's my favorite drop for Mrs. Tonsoni chat mobbers when she walks downstairs after a show. What's happening the hot stuff? <laughs> <laughs> it gets me absolutely nowhere, but it's fun. It gets a little <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> Oh God, Jared, Jared is, uh, got me on his soundboard, and I go download movie clips, and then, yeah, it doesn't add much to the house. Luca Garza is not a pimple on Calvert's backside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <sighs> All right, I'm kicking you out of here, host. Right. <laughs> I got to get some sleep. and I got to get, get some rest and go
2: close on a house.
0: Set you. Good Let's luck on that. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. In the chat, Mob, you mean a lot to us.
2: Yes, you do. Yes, you do. We'll see you guys on Sunday.
0: All righty. Good night.
2: Bye, everybody.
3: Sticky notes. Email alerts. A string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. Sticky notes. Email alerts. A string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase Player 5.
0: Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a
2: passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you
0: with DriveWise from Allstate.